<laughs> welcome, welcome. We've got Hello. Sydney here, guys. And look, we're all like cozy up. We've actually never recorded a podcast where we're like inside the bed, even though we record in the bed. Oh, only that time we had the cough medicine. Oh my God, true. We released a bonus episode when we were both really sick and it was uh, quite vile. We took like a fuck down of like cold and flu night medicine and then we recorded an episode. Yeah. That and we like were, a good time. Yeah, we were so drowsy. Like we were just like looking at each other. We were speaking really slow. I was like, maybe should I speed it up? No, but, no. I want the authentic cold yeah. medicine moment to come in. That, that was it. Yeah. That was a lot. We're all about authenticity. Mm-hmm on this show i love it i know um sydney please explain to everyone who you are we've had so much technical difficulties we bought a third mic purely so we could get sydney on she's been someone we've wanted on for so long and then now today's the day and the third mic has not decided to work so me and emily are sharing a mic like the good old days. I was going to say should that too. Date? Yeah, we should date. We're so in sync. <laughs> but yeah, Sid, go. <laughs> My name is Sydney. I'm yes. 25 years old. Yay! <laughs> And I study psychology. I'm doing my master's at the moment. Yes, um, beautiful. I also work in addiction and mental health mm-hmm. in research. Mm-hmm. And also I'm a personal trainer. Yes. Uh, so we're going to issue a massive trigger warning. We will be talking about sexual assault, mental health, addiction, all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. If these things trigger you, do not listen to the episode. Yeah, definitely take care of yourself because I, the other day, I obviously battled with like mental health really bad and then they did like a trigger warning. It was like the Red Table Talk and it was a trigger warning um, episode and I was just like, I'm I'm tough. I can handle this. I've gone to therapy and a girl did not handle it. She had a few bad weeks. So literally think about it. If this is going to trigger you, take that step and do not listen to the episode yeah, we have plenty of other good shit like this is not the only episode we are fucking yeah. funny as fuck there are plenty of episodes episodes where we on. yeah we 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 drink on or we talk dumb shit so maybe head to those ones but yes we've got sydney <laughs> so sid talk to the gals and boys about how we know each other. <laughs> There's a little bit of blur to me. <laughs> Honestly, this is our second time we've ever met. <laughs> second time! <laughs> and we're in love. Get in my bed, share my mind. That's how good I am, guys. That's you how easy I am. <laughs> I I know dude I literally I got a date and then they were like everyone's like so you gonna sleep with them I'm like I know I'm easy can we relax guys there's nothing wrong with that I know I like to bang that's just who I am I feel honest (laughs) exactly yeah so we met on a night out Mm -hmm. I actually like crashed your dinner party yeah you came out of nowhere yeah i don't know i was like (laughs) (laughs) you came out of nowhere and i just you were my victim yeah i was like so i wanted to see off our mutual clothes and i was so excited about like just meeting new people i was like also you know 
I was a horny. I was single. I was like, what? Who can I meet? I ended up finding someone. Was finding Nemo, but finding a like human. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, at the next bar, but this bar was like, I found a new friend, and it was so good, and it worked really well. And I just told you about the podcast. And you were so beautiful and so loving. And you were like, I want to come on. I was like, I want to have you on. <laughs> I'm like, for sure. Like, yeah. I'm and I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're here. We're here. Yes, I've never met you, but you seem great. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, we're so excited to have you on. And you, you've got like so much valuable shit to tell us. I'm so excited. But yeah. Where to begin? Let, mm, There's where, a lot to unpack. There is so much to unpack. So let's start from the beginning. Um, your work mm-hmm. and you, what you study for. Let's go into that first. Mm-hmm. Like why I'm doing it or... Well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, what are you, yeah, like what are you doing and for maybe? maybe? There. Okay. <laughs> um, so psychology, I actually wanted to go into acting. <gasps> uh, oh my God, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so originally I wanted to be an actor. Nice. And I went to the open day at Melbourne Uni uh-huh. um, in year 11 with my mum. And she saw what was going on and she's like, absolutely not. What? Why? <laughs> she's like, oh, what are they doing? They're like jumping around, like, <laughs> being very expressive. It's improv, mum. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I thought I thought that was so cool. And on the car ride, she's like, no, you got to pick something else. <laughs> So then my whole life was upside down. I'm like, oh, my God, what am I oh going to do? I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to be an actor, like, so badly. Okay, what's the next best thing? What can I do that kind of gets into the mind of other people? Mm. And then I got, oh my God, I smart. just started thinking about psychology. Yes. I never had done it in BC at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just always a good listener mm-hmm. and just helped people through so much as well. And I was mm-hmm. like, hmm maybe I should just go for it and try and so I did and then it just ended up being the perfect decision Mm -hmm. it's so weird how life happens sometimes honestly so where did you study your undergrad I did it at La Trobe okay so how was it it was good it was good it was hard I also had kind of like the partying stage Mm -hmm. so I partied a lot so it's a bit of a blur yeah (laughs) it's a bit of a blur you always have to get it out when you're like 18 19 20 because I feel like I didn't and now I'm 23 in my party stage yeah, I'm 24 and all I want to do is sleep. So, yeah, <laughs> we had different well, I, I actually, actually made the most when I was 20. Um, and that's when I partied. But I partied hard for a good two years. Good on you. And then hung up the boots. And then COVID <laughs> happened. And I don't know, I just connected so much with psychology. And I just knew things and through my own experiences as well. It just fit so well. Yeah. And I couldn't even really explain it. And it was more than just like helping people. I just understood people mm-hmm. more than... I, it was it's just so, so hard to explain like i'm so understanding and empathetic it just comes so naturally mm-hmm. to me yeah do you find that you get drained when you're working in psychology like i know jules like you're an empath and when jules yeah. like if i tell jules a problem she'll take it on as her own and like i'll have drained. nightmares about it and i'll try like fix it she'll with worry more than i do like yeah. i'm like over it in five minutes <laughs> and she'll like hold on to it so do you ever feel like you get drained in your work at all because i know a lot of people do um, at work, I'm more in research, so I don't um, deal with clients as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, I don't really get drained, to be honest. I just, it's just an, another instinct to me mm-hmm. to help people. Yeah. I don't really take it on in that way. Yes, I feel very, like, a lot of empathy towards people. Mm-hmm. 
but it's not like I'm carrying it on my shoulders. Yeah, yeah so that's I can amazing. kind of separate myself from it. That's so which good. Is good. Yeah. So, what like research areas are you going into in your work? So, you work for a company that does like research, addiction, and education sort of yeah, stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. So they have a clinic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all specialists there, and um, what we do is pretty much get ambulance reports and we code them depending on mental health, self harm, mm-hmm. drugs, violence, mm-hmm. all that, and then um, we have the um other researchers which make graphs and stuff and send it to the government and it's all on the government sites there and then i also work with gambler gamblers help okay which um i do like follow-up calls and gamblers problem gamblers and checking on how they're going and complete a survey with them which also goes into like research too yeah that's so cool so you're sort of more in like it seems like you're like the analysis and like statistics side of it a lot yeah kind of like coding and um things like that yeah yeah coding is like fucking money bags let me tell you (laughs) honestly i tried my brain just doesn't wire like that anyone who can code i'm like you're Mm -hmm. fucking genius Mm -hmm. congratulations honestly (laughs) yeah it's pretty fun and like the girls there are just so amazing like the people i work with yeah we're all pretty much same ages and we're all doing the same things and it's mm-hmm. just like really wholesome so amazing. it's just an amazing environment yeah. to work in mm-hmm. it doesn't really feel like work that's so good yeah, so good so when studying your master's like is there another career like do you sort of want to like expand on your current role like what's your goal for like with once you finish your master's and get into more full-time work I'm not too sure to be honest like there's so many things I could do mm. when I'm done I'm kind of just seeing where I go Mm -hmm. like I do want to kind of incorporate the sports side of things and like work with athletes with mental illnesses this is the PT side of you yeah or like performance and things like that but then I can go down the more clinical route and help people with trauma because I feel like I'm really good at helping people with trauma like Mm -hmm. I just understand it so well Mm -hmm. so I'm not sure I'm I'm gonna do a few placements over the next couple of years exciting and i'll see i mean i could say that this is what i want to do but i need to do it yeah and i think that's like the stress with everyone everyone feels like right now they have to know uh what they have to do for the rest of their lives Mm -hmm. and it's like no you should trial and error you should start other things if they if you feel like you know they don't pleasure you the way that they should then stop and start something else and like really test it out because you know i think about this all the time we watched the b movie and has have we all seen the b movie yeah, i remember it but yeah I've seen it. and i remember when i first saw it i thought it was like a really scary movie because i was like this is so crazy they all have to decide one job for the rest of their lives that they have to do like that's such a big thing we literally do that like, have you seen a teacher, like, yeah. change it up and become, like, you know, a, what, a psychologist or, like, yeah. you know, an accountant? No, like, everyone stays in their degree and then they die with that degree. And that literally petrifies me. I like, feel like things are changing now, though. Yeah, like, I, know. I know. a lot of people that do so many different things. Yeah. And even in masters, especially, mm-hmm. there's so many different people that are you know have children and yeah that's true that's true and now they're studying to do other things but i guess it's finding that time to Mm -hmm. to study especially as a woman as well it's like there's not many options for us i think the world of flexibility that is covid has brought us has really lends itself to having more than one career because like even for me like if i didn't work from home so frequently i couldn't do the podcast i couldn't do all these other things so i think like 
yeah, I think the like flexible work structure and like flexible studying structures that have sort of come about a little bit more. I think that's really exciting for people who want to do more than one passion. That's true. Ah, that is true. I didn't even notice that. Sorry, the microphone just hit me in the head <laughs> and the chin, but like we're all good here. There's no cuts. I actually did cut myself today. I was like putting yeah. on this jumper. Not the lip fillers. No, no, <laughs> close. But I was putting on this jumper and I just like, I never have long nails. Like my nails do not grow and my thumbnails have decided to grow and I just like literally just didn't gauge and stabbed myself and I got like a massive scratch here. <laughs> so sad but it's okay because we're moving on we're alive yeah we're alive and well um so yeah that that's really cool you uh, that is fair what you said is correct i know my uncle actually he was like a lawyer and then he was something else and then he was something else like he just keeps changing his career path Mm. so and he does like everything for about 10 years and then switches up so yeah exactly like he was an accountant then a lawyer i don't know so good on him Let's all learn from that and change it up because you only have one life here. Yeah, and with yeah. psychology, I can do so much with it. Yes, mm-hmm. so much. Especially like sports, mental health and like mental health and athletes is like coming about so much. Like yeah. I follow Nick Kyrgios on Instagram and like Nick Kyrgios, we agree he's like overreactive when he played. Like we get it. Yeah. But then like he will post stuff about like his mental health struggles and stuff like that. I'm like, does anyone care to read that? Or are people just like shitting on him for me? No, and I think we... And athletes, other athletes for sure, but that's... We just heard about Bailey Smith coming out to talk about mental health in football. And he's our age, pretty much. He's like, yeah, 22. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was such a big thing. And I remember my dad being like, wow, this is like kind of new to sport. Like guys don't really talk about this. Like, is it needed? Like, do we actually have to bring this up? Like, can't you just like take a break or everything? I'm like, no, it's just like our generation are doing a really good thing right now mm-hmm. about making sure that everyone is genuinely happy and genuinely taking care of themselves and not pushing their limit for money, for attention, for other people. Like, you know, like Bailey Smith, he obviously is for Bulldogs and all the Bulldogs fans probably want him to stick around. Mm-hmm. I know that's like with Richmond right Dusty now. Martin. Yeah, Dusty yeah. Martin. Yeah. Um, you know, he's now grieving the loss of his dad and everyone's like, but you've got to play football. It's like, no, dude, he's got to take care of his life. He's lost his parents. Mm. Honestly. Yeah, no, that's so cool that you have like, yeah, you have all these different like niches in psychology yeah. that you're interested in. That's really cool. Yeah, we'll see where I go. I yeah. Oh my God, let's like tune in for like five years and be yeah. like, what did you do? <laughs> you know that show and it's like one year from now, I was on Channel yeah. 9 and they record them. I want to do that, but like. With Sydney. With, yeah, I feel like that'd be fucking cool. I'll be like, back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we trap our victims. <laughs> um, so we touched on, yeah, you're a sports side. So tell us a little bit about, a little bit about like what you do working in sport and those that side of your career as well. Yeah. So before I did honors in psych, I did my three, uh, my cert three and four in fitness. Yeah, you did. Because I just love lifting weights, and it's a massive passion of mine since I was like mm. seventeen. Good wow. on you. Yeah, and I don't know, it just brings me so much a power mm-hmm. lifting weights and being able to lift more than guys in the gym as well yeah <laughs> fuck them so impressive it's <laughs> just like i don't know it gives me so much pleasure yeah and it's just been 
the constant in my life mm. for sure and i used to be very very thin like to the point i used to get bullied so much wow so i just oh. ate so much I, I, I ate so much and kids at school would just be like do your parents even feed you oh my god oh my god it's just yeah. like your metabolism is yeah like yeah it was my metabolism i was just very very thin um and i just didn't feel womanly that's insane because you actually never hear it from that perspective yeah you always like, hear from the other perspective yeah that's what i'd get all the time i was like um yeah I but have I other still, worries yeah but it's still like i don't feel nice so it's, i feel yeah. like i couldn't complain because it's like at least you're not fat at least you're not this so i felt i wanted to like feel more womanly and have some curves and when i started to lift i started to see changes in my body and i just felt so good and I don't know I it's such a weird perspective because yeah you usually do hear the other side but mm-hmm. um for a long time I battled with just looking in the mirror and just thinking oh like I don't have a bum I don't have boobs mm-hmm. I'm just a bit like a, a surfboard mm-hmm. up yeah. and down just straight oh. I think it's like it, yeah it's definitely interesting because I think body dysmorphia is so much bigger than mm-hmm. what we expect like mm-hmm. you know just being like oh like yeah at least you're not fat it's like but yeah like you can be uncomfortable because body dysmorphia yeah exists in all different things and i feel like um like even like if you have gender dysphoria and stuff like that like body dysmorphia is like so common Mm -hmm. and yeah we shouldn't try and like yeah for sure especially when you're young as well um but it's not like i had a massive issue with it because like i still liked my body but i just didn't feel womanly and when i became 18 and things like that i just other women looked older than what i did Mm -hmm. and i felt like i had a prepubescent body yeah kind of thing and i was like no like i just want to so sad yeah yeah i just want some curves so lifting really gave me that power to take control over that's so good like. and the strength yeah. as well it's like oh i just added to, to everything yeah i fell in love with it so i kind of wanted to get into pt because i love teaching form and technique and mm-hmm. making women felt feel empowered in their own body and mm-hmm. and lifting specifically because i'm like yeah one thing is fat loss but another thing is mm-hmm. lifting and feeling powerful mm-hmm. and um yeah i just fell in love with it and i did it and yeah i've helped so many people yeah it makes me happy amazing. yeah so i feel like even in talking to you like it seems to be like women empowerment is something that is like obviously really important to you and it's like really cool to see how that is like in your sports side of your like work and then how that also translates into your psychology work and just mm-hmm. like you as a human like that's really cool it's like a common thread through well, yeah. yeah, I believe in the mind and body connection for sure. Oh, yes. I think when I was battling with really bad mental health, I started at a uh, boxing gym mm-hmm. and that really helped me with my mental health more than I thought it would because I felt st- physically stronger and then I felt like I was just could take on anything getting those endorphins out yeah getting Mm. the endorphins out i felt strong and like well if i'm able to like finally do a push-up i'm able to just like take care of myself if i'm able to like do this class i'm there's obviously i'm worth something like it like kind of changed something in my mind Mm -hmm. um i have now quit that gym but i'm looking for other things because i think like it was really it was really physical in my body but um, I want something now a little bit more of a zen atmosphere. Like yoga. Pilates, Pilates, Pilates. yoga. Yeah. Mm. Join Upstate. 
Yeah, I might <laughs> do it. Jules can't do anything without me. This is the thing. Like yeah. if I, I join the boxing gym, she joined the boxing yeah. gym. I want to go to upstate. She's yeah, coming exactly. up. It's just what's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. I really should have peed, but it's okay. I think okay, I'm like on more of a roll when I need to pee. Okay. Yeah, but the next bit. That's fine. Yeah, so you touched on earlier how you feel like your own experiences have sort of helped your like empathy and things like that in your career. Do you want to chat to us a little bit about like the things that have um yeah, like given you that sort of understanding? Where to start? <laughs> um I feel like it happened when I was very young. When I was 8 years old, I moved to Greece mm-hmm. um, with my family cuz I'm Greek. Mm-hmm. Um my dad was born there, but he mo- he migrated here when he was 5. Oh wow. Greek? Yes. <gasps> Stop yeah. it. Yeah, so I'm bilingual. Ooh, can you say something to me in Greek? He <laughs> said omorphi. Oh my god. What did you say? <laughs> You're beautiful. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Stop oh my it. god. Glashing. Glashing? <laughs> Blushing and glashing. <laughs> um, yeah, so because he, he left so young, he wanted to experience what it was like to live there. Mm, so he pretty sure. much packed up and left there for five years. So who, which, what, like, was your mum there? Was my mum was there. My brother was there. Oh, my God. So you was your mum Greek? No. No. <gasps> wow, no. So she had to learn the whole language while oh she was there. Oh, my God. God, that's Yeah. Crazy. And now she... She knows the language pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but going to school there was very difficult because I was, for the first time, the minority. True. Yeah. There's no Australians there. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first went there, we stayed in um, my grandma's village, like wow. where my dad grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a very small village. Everyone knows each other. I went to primary school there in year three. And kids just bullied me. Awful. That is awful. So they'd run away from me. And like I knew Greek, but I didn't know as much like Yeah, it's not your first language. Yeah, like I had to I had to um redo year three there. So I stayed back um a year. And it was just so much harder. So you had to redo year three at the same school with your whole level going to year four? Well, I just moved there, so I started a oh, year okay, below that, than what yeah. I did from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were so many things I had to learn. Like, we did history there, ancient Greek. Mm-hmm. The maths there is insanely hard. It was like Whoa, high school really? maths. Oh, yeah, because maths, Greeks, like, invented maths. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, fucking, what's his name? What's, his, what's that, like, philosopher's name? There's so many. (laughs) (laughs) You tried. You did good. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Aristotle and fucking I don't know whoever. Anyway, Pythagoras. Yes, that's (laughs) (laughs) Pythagoras is Greek. I had no idea. But Emily, embarrassing. You couldn't remember Pythagoras' theorem. What is it, Jules? Pythagoras' theorem is a theorem. One plus eight equals. (laughs) 27 there we go oh my okay yeah sorry 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 the math is fucked up (laughs) um so for many years i literally did not speak Mm -hmm. i was terrified to speak i kind Mm. of made some friends but they weren't like true friends Mm -hmm. i feel like i couldn't really speak in big groups i was so shy Mm -hmm. because i was scared i was going to say something wrong yeah um and then we moved to the city um probably like six months later when i just started to make friends moved to a different primary school same issues there wasn't making friends everyone was bullying me this one girl in 
in particular was like it would pull my hair. Oh my god, bet. Oh my yeah. god, like was insane. A little twat? Yeah. Um, How like what year three? You're like ten. No, I was I was eight years old because I had to stay back. Oh, oh yeah, what yeah. a little whore. What That's a bitch. What a bitch. Yeah. One day I just snapped and I pulled her hair. Fair enough. Yeah, good. But I would have done worse. But that was like <laughs> after a lot of time of yeah, her just bullying me, so tripping oh me. Yeah. Because yeah. um, like you were the Aussie. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I was wow. just not doing well in school. I was failing everything because I didn't understand anything. True. Fair. Yeah. And then yeah. I, to keep up with like my English and like Australian um, curriculum I did homeschooling mm-hmm. um, when I got home from school uh, this place called distance education here in yeah. Australia I had to homeschool myself after school oh my god no yeah I can't believe you even did that effort because I was really bad at school and and then also I got bullied at school like quite a bit as well and so it just made me hate school I like wanted to be far away from it as possible. So I literally never did my homework, which made it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then I was even worse at school and everything. And then, so I'm just like so shocked that you were getting all this torment and then still trying to do better. Barely. I literally just tried, I just got, did it. Cause wow. I knew I had to. Um, I was just getting through that work. Cause after just, being at school learning all this shit that you have no idea what's going on having that anxiety because they kind of pick you Mm -hmm. in class Mm -hmm. just like you tell me what we just learned or um you had to memorize chapters worth and then they'd pick you randomly Mm -hmm. um and every time i'd be in class i'd have so much anxiety because i'm like please don't pick me please don't pick me please don't pick me and sometimes they'd pick me and i'm i'll just sit there being like i don't know Mm. yeah and like fair enough dude Fair enough. Because it's like, yes, I could read, but if you don't understand it, how can you kind of relay it in your own words? For sure. Uh, in front of the whole class, so people would just laugh at me afterwards. So that was so, that yeah, that was so much anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, but I showed up every single day. Yes, you did, girl. I did. I didn't take a day off. I still showed up, even though I was terrified. Mm-hmm. I made it work. I sat there, I endured all that wow. pain. Yeah. yeah, I went home, I homeschooled myself. I didn't really learn much, but I got it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's... And now, now you're doing a master's. Now I'm doing so a master's. So fuck those little kinds. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. <laughs> no, no, fuck, fuck them. <laughs> They're still in Greece. <laughs> yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah. You're in a recession. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're doing, but fuck you. You're in a recession. Congrats, Karma. bitches. Driven <laughs> exactly. up bullied Sydney in yeah. primary school. Motherfucker, yeah, bitches. That is what you get. Karma. It was just crazy. It was just crazy. And then I went into year seven. That was mm-hmm. a whole different school as well. Yeah. And the same shit was happening. And as soon as I started to find mm-hmm. my friends and feel like I belonged mm-hmm. We packed up everything and came back. No. Wow. So you were yeah. there for five years, you said? Yeah. That's a long time. We were meant to come back in two and a half years, but dad lost his job because of the economy there. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, we got stuck there. Mm-hmm. We were poor. Yeah, we were very is- poor. Wait, is that really scary? Well, I was very young yeah. and my parents did a good job at like, you know, not hiding that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense when yeah. you're so young. Now, yeah. like, reflecting back on it 
it must have been so hard for them because mum was a hairdresser well she is a hairdresser but she was hairdressing in our basement at the time Wow. and she was basically working there illegally because wow. she, she wasn't was literally a doing everything for her kids yeah, yeah and dad um yeah lost his job was pretty much on the couch all the time i'm guessing he was depressed yeah for sure you and would be you would because you're yeah. just like i bought my family here and now look what's happened yep and mum was trying to make us food from beans and lentils yeah. and wow. at the time i had no idea mm-hmm. you know i was just a kid trying to get through school and yeah. trying to get through my own anxieties mm-hmm. and looking back yeah it must have been so hard and so once we got the money two and a half years later after that we packed up and came as soon as possible. Wow, wow. so impressive of your parents. Yeah, honestly. like yep. I just can't imagine what mental state you would have to be in to, like, yeah, it, he would have carried so much guilt by bringing you guys over, trying to like thinking that this was the best decision, and then it not working out, and then also for you having so many problems at school, I can't even imagine that your parents would have been able to even like think this is like a high priority because they're thinking of your survival Mm -hmm. on top of that i think they also realized that there's no future for me there yeah if i was to become anything and my brother he's older than me so Mm -hmm. he was going through vce Mm -hmm. um and they ended up sending him to a american school over there oh wow yeah to get like the english Mm -hmm. you know side of things um but yeah, they're like, there's no future here for us nor our kids. So, so it would have been so expensive yeah. to send to an American school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, it was really expensive. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much, but I know it was. My, I went to a public school, so mm-hmm. public Greek school. Um, so yeah, it wouldn't have been easy for them. Yeah. yeah. So when you guys came back to, did you move back to Melbourne or like? Yeah, we moved back to Melbourne. We still had our house. Okay. We literally just put a whole lot of sheets over everything. Wow. yeah yeah and then came back to it and i went to the same school that i did before i left because mm-hmm. it's pre-prep to year 12 how was that um interesting yeah again i ended up being kind of like the minority kind of the weird mm-hmm. person because the whole style and the whole thing in greece was different than here so i had to adjust to the lifestyle here again mm-hmm. and the curriculum i kept failing again over and over again yeah Yeah. i just did not understand anything i kept getting bullied um yeah it was it was a cruel time Mm -hmm. i didn't start making friends i got back in year eight yeah and i didn't start making friends till like year 11 Wow. wow that is crazy like to me I can't, I jumped around schools a lot as well. I didn't have as a rough experience as you did. I did change like five times and then, um, and not just because of the bullying. It was mainly just because like international, when you're international, you change a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, I left one of the school, schools purely because of bullying. And then I remember coming into like an Aussie school at year 10 and everyone's friendships already formed like they kind of don't want the new girl there anymore um and then yeah some bullying happened within those couple of years as well but if you show face like you show that it's affecting you you're gonna get bullied even more Mm -hmm. or more people are not gonna want to hang out with you because they're gonna think this loser girl who can't keep any friends i don't want to get caught up in that like 
Yeah, so it, it gets pretty fucked up sometimes. It was very, and my school was very small. Mm-hmm. There was around 50 of us in the year level. Yeah, oh, same with me, so same small. with me. Yeah, so it's like everyone knew each other. A yeah. lot of people I did know from pre-prep as well, mm-hmm. but when I came back, I was a different person. Yeah, they were yeah, different people, so you know what I mean? Yeah. And in year eight, everyone's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even, if, even if they're not trying to be assholes, yeah. they just are. It's yeah. just like, and it wasn't just my year level. It was the year year levels above me. A few rumors went ab- went around about me. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of called the school slut. What? That is fucked up. Yeah, I was I was called the school and slut it's because schools don't also advertise sex positive anywhere, yeah. and your parents obviously don't talk to you about it. They always try to make you think sex is sacred. Sex is like. They really shield you from any, you know, sexual thing. Yeah. So it creates an atmosphere for kids that sex is bad. Mm-hmm. Or that showing, like, your sexual side is bad as well. Like, Yeah, sure. exactly. And I'm a very sexual person. Mm-hmm. I always have been since a young age. And I was the only one in the year level that kind of showed that sexual yeah. side. And my whole my whole year level was very frigid mm-hmm. like they wouldn't even kiss anyone mm-hmm. like this so i was the first person. so they're little frigid bitches yeah. and then they're like but you're a whore yeah. how is yeah. that fucking fair yeah yeah exactly Shame and on i'm not that. i'm not really friends with anyone but they're lovely people i mean you you do silly things when you're when you're young yeah when so. you're yeah. Like 12 13 yeah. you're not smooching I mean, I know some of, like, the bullies that I, like, have, you know, met now that we're all adults and stuff, they have no idea what they did. They have no idea the trauma they caused me. They just assumed it was just, like, all fun and games. Um, And Did you tell them? No. One of them, actually, she did come up to me. So I got bullied at my Singapore school. She was a year above me. Mm -hmm. She has no idea because one time she came up to – she moved to Melbourne. She came up to me in a club. And she's like, oh, my God, Juliet. And I literally was so scared to see her face. That I had no idea I was going to get that reaction. So that just showed to me she that she has zero idea of the trauma she had caused me. Her and her friends. Like, you know, her friends she were... She sh- voice her for the therapy. And be like, Obviously, this? yeah. Like, you know, her friends were throwing, like, food at me, fried rice, grapes, like... Even on, like, the public bus, if they had seen me on the public bus, they were doing the same thing. It was pretty fucked up. That's horrible. And they just don't realize that this cunt was bullying me. I was just, like, I was in shock. I was in shock. Like, this bitch is coming up to you. Like, what the hell is happening? You're in a You're meant to be in another country. (laughs) I know. Get back. (laughs) To be fair, I'd be the same. Someone from Greece came here and I saw them in the club. What? what is this exactly <laughs> so like that's also where like it comes to it like i think it's like very polarizing and not everyone sees how you know their actions are to other people well, yeah, yeah yeah when you're so young you don't really realize yeah. much. the outcome can very often especially when you're young i think the outcome of your actions can outweigh the intent of your actions like i don't think kids always try and be so nasty but i think the impact of it can be yeah lifelong and it's and i think that's probably just where adults have to you know you're bringing people into this world or even teachers you are taking the responsibility to be an adult in this scenario they need to be treating us children like even like with more care in the sense of more protection or just like more communication talking about like advertising sex as a normal thing 
rather than shielding it. Because then if you do have that one sexual child that wants to be sexual, she shouldn't be fucking getting bullied for it. Mm -hmm. It should be normalized. Yeah, I went to an all-girls Catholic school and sex ed was very like, (laughs) if you have sex, you're only having sex to get pregnant. Use birth control so you don't get pregnant. Like, it's just not the world we live in or no. ever lived in. Like, that's right? fucked up. And then the girls that were sexually active were like looked upon negatively. And it's like, yeah. but that's, it, I think, like the environment of, like, this is a school that would check that our dresses were long enough. Yes, mm-hmm. same. And then you if would I get. I want my puss out. <laughs> no, but you would, and then you would get like bullied for making fun that you tried to put your skirt up higher in front. Like, this happened at my co ed school and at my, um, girls school so the whole but then you get bullied for having it too long yeah (laughs) i used to get bullied because my backpack would like weigh down because i had like i was a nerd i had like all these books in it and so then my dress would like go up at the back oh my god true yes and i was like i'm not trying to show my ass i just have like all these biology textbooks because i'm a loser but secondly don't be so fucking mean exactly anyway um the eight-year-old twat so yeah bullying is fucked up so once you so you were like 13 when you got back so your schooling was yeah not shit. much better by the <laughs> it was so um, shit. yeah so how did you go in year 11 and 12 because obviously you did you completed to year 12 right to get into your uni course so talk us through that experience um i started getting tutoring um around three days three days a week i got tutored for maths um bio and english mm-hmm because I really, really just wanted to succeed and do better. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have too much support. Like, my parents were just, like, happy with whatever I kind of did. But they never really asked me, you know, how are you doing? What are you learning yeah. about? How was school today? I was kind of always in the background of every conversation at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of took the lead into my own education and my own future decided to be my own supporter yes my dad um helped me financially for the tutoring and stuff like that i'm very grateful yeah but i wanted to make that difference and that change Mm -hmm. in myself so yeah i did that and then i managed to get an okay atar better than what i expected i would get if i didn't do tutoring Mm -hmm. and it was enough to get into the side course at La Trobe that's awesome yeah so how was your uni experience it was hard I was I was studying so hard you know sometimes and it just because I had lost so many years from literally when I was eight years old year three till uni I just did not know how to study Mm -hmm. um I was very lost for a long time I'd feel like I understood things but then I just keep getting 50 percent And my highest would be like 60. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was very challenging. Um, when I finished my undergrad, to get into honours, you need at least uh, 65 mm-hmm. average to get into honours. And I think I was averaging like 60. So I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do with my life? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realise that you needed a certain mark to get into honours. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I had no idea of the whole pathway but but it's a lot more complicated than yeah. <laughs> just doing an undergrad yeah and it's so competitive so like competitive research positions are so competitive it's crazy. yeah and so i decided to do the fitness um the cert three and four 
which was a risk in itself everyone told me not to do it like just do your honors like yada yada I was like no no like I'm gonna take that risk and spend that money and then when I went to apply for the honors the year after um I got rejected from everywhere wow because my marks weren't high so I ended up having to apply for a grad dip in psychology which is literally your whole undergrad but in a year and a half Mm -hmm. and I was like fuck like this is gonna be so hard (laughs) it's a lot more expensive but I've finally realized this is what I want to do like there's no other way I want to be a psychologist Mm -hmm. it wasn't till then that I realized this is who I'm meant to be and where I'm meant to go and I'm the type of person that once I know something, I will do whatever it takes to get there, even if it's That's taking really impressive. the long mm-hmm. way, like the long route. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it's fine. I'll do it. Unfortunately, I fucked around a lot in my undergrad and I just didn't understand how to study. So I'm going to do it and give myself another chance. Mm-hmm. So I did that. I started that in 2020. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Shit, bad timing. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then COVID hit and I studied hard and I was getting good marks. Um, But then in June 2020, I got a phone call from a uni that I had applied to eight months before and got rejected from. Yeah. And they're like, we've given, we've got a position for you to do honours. So you you did your undergrad at Latobe and then you... Sorry, and then your honours was at a different place. Well, I was doing the grad dip, but I applied at places and I got rejected everywhere. So the only thing I could do was go back and do a grad dip at Monash, um, which was all online. Um, And the place that I got rejected from was Iceland Psychology, which is the uni I'm at now. And they're like, hey, we've got a position for you. We know we rejected you, but we've lowered the mark to get in because of COVID and stuff. Whoa. Uh, yeah, and like the demand with international yeah, students and everything yeah, exactly. that like changed everything in terms of accessibility for and like domestic students. I was like, is this a prank call? <laughs> <laughs> like, no way is this happening right now. I cried. Wow. I was so happy because I put so much work into this grad dip as well. I was like, this is what I want to do. You know, it's going to add a few years yeah. to the whole process, but that's okay. And now, out of nowhere, yeah. I've got this opportunity. That's so exciting. Yeah, I was so happy. I was crying. I was like, I'm going to literally work so hard at this. Yeah. I'm going to study. I don't care how much it takes. Like, I'm taking this as like um, a massive opportunity for sure. from the universe. I don't know. Someone's looking out for me, but I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to take it for granted. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. That's amazing. And, I mean, I got the best marks that I ever have in my whole entire life. Oh, my God. Doing that honours. You're amazing. And so you really were meant to be doing this. Yeah. yeah. What was your honours project in? It was in the psych- uh, psychotic-like experiences in 9 to 10-year-old children. Mm-hmm. Um, and the like effect of a history of trauma. Wow. Okay. With them. Uh, in immigrant children. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. you're so amazing. Yeah, and I kind of so related cool. to that because when I moved to Greece, I so psychotic like experiences aren't like full on psychosis. It's kind of like experiences like seeing a shadow at the corner of your eye, or you feel like you heard someone whisper your name. Wow. It's like yeah, those kind of experiences, okay. but like aren't, more subtle. Yeah, yeah, but aren't like a full on clinical diagnosis. Okay. And when I moved and I was getting bullying, bullied and all that, 
I started hearing things and kind of feeling like there was presence around me. Oh my god, so like that was the oh my god. Yeah, but I didn't realize till halfway through of doing that thesis project Whoa. that that I actually experienced that because I would be scared to go upstairs when I was eight to nine years old. In the shower, I just felt like I was being watched. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, and I was going through so much trauma at the time. Yeah. That's so weird and eventually just went away yeah. as yeah. I got older. But that was a very interesting project to work on. Yeah, wow. And I loved it so much. But yeah. That's insane. <laughs> so then you finished your honours project last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now you're doing your mum. And now I got into Oh my god, I'm like a proud mum. Yeah. I know, you're doing way too much. You're doing like, too good. Sometimes yeah. I look back, I'm like, how the hell did I do this? I came from literally failing everything all the time. Yeah, it just shows you're meant to be doing something that you're meant to be doing, that you have yeah. passion for, that, you know. Once you've I put got my faith mind to something, well. once I put my mind to something, that's it. Like, yeah. I'm going to do it. That's, that's <laughs> good on you, dude. I think that was something like I'm really bad at school. I'm really bad at everything to do with, you know, studying and science and business. They can. But media was the first time at uni that I ever got an A mm. and I was ever doing good in school because it was something that I was meant to be doing. It's something that Feels I have a passion so weird, for. I know. I'm like, I- I'm still in my mind, like, I'm not smart because of all the years I've been told I'm not smart. But the school system is very, like, straight line you know yeah. school is very like you're rather good at science or you're not and then yeah. yeah but it's hard but yeah no like i think creative industries and industries that are like less mm-hmm. black and white are like yeah. yeah it's good exactly you're a genius it Jules. feels good to yeah. be good at something right yeah, yeah. That's, that's smart like you don't exactly. have to be like science smart yeah exactly smart i think about that way. like the you know the science people you know they can't act i can act but then it's like, if I put you in a drama class, you'll literally freeze up and you won't know what to do. The only class I ever got close to failing in school was dance and drama. Wow. <laughs> Those are the only two classes I passed really? and I was like doing amazing in. Oh, yeah. Also home economics, I didn't do that well. I got my finger stuck in a piping bag. <laughs> Not good. And I did amazing that too. We're literally yin and yang. It's yeah, fucked she up. She and me. Yeah, my fucking nerdy ass and like maths yeah. and science. And I failed all maths and science and english classes but like home economics that's okay yeah. dance would make me fucking i cry. did dance vce oh like my, God, you did? Wow. my little sister she's like seven years younger than me and when she got to school like the te- dance teacher recognized her surname and was like you had sisters here and she's like oh emily and shannon and then which is my other sister and then so the dance teacher goes oh, i remember emily <laughs> Of like the reputation, unforgettable. Being, she was like, Ugh. <laughs> unforgettable. I Trash. Never used to cheat on tests, but the dance test, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, every time. Thing is, you got that science brain that you can get away with cheating. Yeah, no, I was really good. I would sit, I would sit behind the girls who were dancers, and yeah. then like, because at school you have like the like like the shitty names for the dance yeah. moves like they'd be like oh this is we're gonna call this fucked this. up i also failed we're at that because it's like it. theory i'm bad at theory yeah literally but they're like oh we're gonna call it this and then the dancers would be like but it's actually this and then yeah. so i would sit behind the dancers and write down both answers yeah because i'm a exactly twat uh, like that. i'm a twat like that but if i'm gonna <laughs> cheat i'm gonna get the best material like i'm not gonna you know what i mean no. anyway i get right, that though yeah most scientists can't dance. I can't. <laughs> I can't do, fair enough. 
Good job. So we are going to wrap this one up. We are going to be releasing part two in two weeks. And that one will be about sexual assault. Yeah, so Sydney will chat about her experiences and how they have shaped her and all those sort of things. But again, if you're triggered by this sort of stuff, do not tune in. Um, Yeah, tune in in two weeks so we can listen to Sid chat more. We just wanted to say thank you to Sydney for being so raw and vulnerable on the pod with us. I know when it's your first time podcasting, it's really nervy and she did so amazing. We had the best laughs and also it was cool to share all of our stories together. Yeah, she's a queen. So give her some love on the pod and the comments, everything. And we'll see you in two weeks. Boop. <laughs>